Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Alright, so team, gather up, gather up. Come on, guys. Alright, yeah, all right, cool. Let's go. Come on. Alright, come on. So look. Yeah. Those uh Cityville possums out there, they think that they can get the fucking best of us. Boo. I know. Fuck the possums. Boo. Fuck the possums. Possum. But we're gonna go out there, we're gonna give it our fucking best. Am I right? That's right. That's right. We gotta show them what the what the I'm trying to think of what <laughs> What lame mascot this fictional high school has, yeah, and that is the uh -huh. sugar gliders. Yeah, yeah, that that's right. We're the town, the the the, we're the Townville sugar yeah, gliders, the, the Townsend's uh, sugar gliders versus the Cityville possums. And, and you know what? With you, with you leading us, Captain, we're gonna win this ultimate frisbee tournament. Holy shit, man! Yeah, Ricky, you just really got to me, but like, I fucking Look, love you, dude. I fucking love you. I Frankie. fucking love you, dude. I all right, fucking love all right, you. team, group kiss before we get out there. Let's go. All right, everyone in three, Every two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get together for just one big kiss before the game. One more? One more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One more. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Everyone together. Three, two, one. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, hey, Coach, get yeah, tell tell the rest. We'll be like a couple minutes late, okay? Yeah, this was a good. I'm I'm learning something. Yeah, we're gonna myself. be a couple minutes late. You let them know, guys. Let's just get in here. Get in here. Come on. Yeah, come on, come on. And then we cut away because it becomes yes. NC17 from there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a little bit of homoerotic sports team uh, intro to uh, kick off uh, an episode. Uh, an episode about fantasy monsters. Yes, it's Fantasy <laughs> Monsters. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am Griffin. And I am Zach. And, you know, we're just uh, happy to be back. You are Zach, the fearless troubadour that leads us into the beginning of these episodes every single time. And it's always fun. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why you've let me continue to be the one to do this for so long. Um, it's not that I let you, it's just like, that's how it happened, because you're the one that counts us down into the app. and by the way, we still, like, are very laissez-faire about how we, like, sync these recordings, yeah. because we just count down over internet, which has inherent lag to it, three, two, one, go, and then you just, you just start, just because you're away. the one counting it down, you yeah. just, you just continue to fill that space. Yeah, and in that count before. of three, two, one, uh, both my soul shrivels because my sense of shame has to go out the window um, uh -huh. for whatever bullshit's about to roll out of my gob. Um, mm -hmm. We're back for another, uh, another episode. Uh, it's been a bit, it's been a bit since we've hit up. A fantastic itty bitty boys episode. Woo! Itty bitty boys number five. Itty bitty boys five. 
the boys are back. Yeah, the and the boys are bitty. It's the biddier and the five year. <laughs> Itty bitty boys five. Where'd those boys go? <laughs> nah, we don't know. We can't see them no more. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, we're uh, we're looking at uh, we haven't done a, a, a nitty bitty boys from the Tome of Beasts three, so we're looking at some tiny lads, some tiny ladies, some tiny ladies, ladies. Hey, how we doing? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we come up with. Let's see what we come up with. Um, yeah, we're in the Tome of Beasts three from Cobalt Press. All of these creatures will be of a size category small or lower. So small or tiny small is what or we're tiny. working with. They're, they need to make another one that's below tiny that's just like inconsequential. <laughs> Minuscule. Minuscule. Atomic. They're, yes, that's very good. I like that. <laughs> Molecular. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, up first, we have, I think it's pronounced the Scarsupial. Yeah. It's either Scare or Scar. And based on the expression on this creature's face, I'm going with Scare. It, it looks pretty scared. Um, we're looking at, it looks like a kind of just brown furred marsupial. It looks like a, like a slow loris a little bit. Yeah. It's got the big yellow eyes. With little tiny beady pupils. It's got some claws on its hands and feet and some teefers. Honestly, as far as creatures that we've talked about on the show, it looks fairly mundane. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm I'm already gonna derail us, Griff. Because okay. I I, Love ju- that. I just watched the Doctor Who, like the sixtieth, the like the first chunk of the special, because it's got sure. it's in three parts. Um, mm-hmm. spoilers ahead if not skip like a minute and a half uh, forward if you don't want me to ruin Doctor Who for you um, but in this there's a, a creature called the Meep that shows I up. just saw a like TikTok clip about this uh, what, what was it uh, the, the the sweet Meep or the not so sweet Meep I don't know it was talking about how the Meep's pronouns and how the Meep is o- uh, solely referred to as the Meep the Meep um but there's a part in the episode, and I'm going to ruin this for you, Griff, and for that I'm sure. sorry. Eh. Um, but where the Meep um, turns evil. Well, not turns, oh, but no. like had always been evil and, re- and like reveals itself uh, oh, at, at no. thusly. Um, and uh, you got uh, um, to use a popular TikTok sound. You want to know who this guy low-key looks like? Look! <laughs> kind of looks a little bit like a scarsupial yeah just a little bit but without the laser gun but without the laser gun yeah yeah, yeah. no the, the meep's a little bastard um <laughs> and i this is the clear thing where you're free of spoilers everyone spoilers have ended on doctor who 60th anniversary part one thanks zach you're welcome uh, scarsupials, they drop from trees looking like small boulders covered in gray moss. Uh-huh. As they neared the ground, they spread their wicked claws wide to attack. Maybe it is scarsupial. Maybe it is scarsupial. <laughs> Maybe it is scarsupial. Oh my god. Uh, s- s- we're, we're gonna go with that until, um, I'm convinced otherwise then. Uh, scarsupials, also called drop beasts, 
Killer Awas and Gravity Bears. I like Gravity Bear. <laughs> by various groups, are creatures of the great forests. They lurk in the high canopy of the trees, waiting for prey to pass along the jungle floor. Scarsupials range in numbers from solitary bulls to colonies of the creatures, and they are cunning enough to coordinate their attacks. At rest, they appear to be mostly harmless, pudgy gray bears. While on the hunts, they extend long, needle-sharp claws, and their eyes glow a baleful red. <laughs> okay, so maybe it is scarsupial because it they're scary. The shit out of you. I like. I yeah. keep saying gray, but like that's very clearly brown. Yeah, it's like a rich auburn brown. Hmm. hmm. Well, artist it's interpretation. Holy shit! It's a regional variant. Uh, scarsupials normally feast on birds, squirrels, and small monkeys, but their favorite prey are slow-moving, ground-dwelling creatures who rarely see them coming. Colonies of scarsupials will coordinate ambushes on larger prey, waiting until their target is within range before dropping down on the creature. If the colony brings down large prey, it drags the body up into the canopy and leisurely feasts on the remains. Finding the bodies of ground-dwelling animals stuck in trees is a sure sign of scarsupial presence. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I thought these things were going to be what really cute. What the fuck? I'm tearing up. Covered. I'm so They're scared. <laughs> Holy shit. What the fuck is wrong with these things? Their last paragraph starts with death from on high. <laughs> what the fuck? Scarsupials prefer to take the high ground against larger opponents. They dive on their foes from trees or other high perches, knocking their prey down and biting exposed flesh. Those that miss quickly scramble back up into the trees to make another attack or aid their fellows that have oh, downed man. prey. Holy fuck. Wow. All right, so I had, I had glanced off to the side and seen that this was a CR2 creature, and I was like, it can't be that bad, right? <laughs> Well, it's okay, look, to, to peek behind the curtain, like, when we're picking, like, creatures for this, like, it's normally, like, like I picked two, Griff p picks two, I picked one of them, and Griffin found the other three of these, um, yeah. and I did not look at them, um, so, like, I am aghast uh, <laughs> by how horrible these things are. And I just saw a cute little critter and saw size category small, and so I went, sure, it's going That's on That's it? Oh, man. Uh, scarsupials are small beasts. They are unaligned. They have an armor class of 13, 39 hit points, which is pretty substantial for a small critter. 30 foot speed and a 30 foot climb. They have a plus three to both strength and constitution. Jesus Christ. The strength a is plus 16. One Holy fuck. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, a plus one to dexterity and wisdom. Um, middle of the road charisma and a minus four intelligence since they are aminals. They do have um, uh, proficiencies though in acrobatics and perception. Um, passive of 13. Uh, they have an, an ability called perfect landing. A scarsupial doesn't take damage from falling and is never knocked prone from falling. Amazing. Gravity bear. <laughs> and then vertical pounce. 
If the scarsupial moves vertically, such as by falling from a tree, 10 feet toward a creature, and then hits it with a claw attack on the same turn, the target must succeed on a DC 13 strength save or be knocked prone. If the target is knocked prone, the scarsupial can make one bite attack as a bonus action. So that's how they get you. As fucking squeeze me? What the fuck? Okay, so it hits you. And honestly, as a DM, I might even sometimes rule that, like, the fall damage of it hitting you would do damage. Yes. And then if it hits you with its claw, that is uh, an average of 10 damage, 2d6 plus 3. So that can do upwards of 15. And then it can hit you with a bite, which is made an advantage because you're knocked prone, for an additional 2d4 plus 3, so a max of 11. This thing can kill a wizard hey, in it, one round. Yes. Griff, remember at the beginning, when we were talking at the, the very beginning, where I liken this thing to the evil Meep, not knowing yeah. what truly <laughs> lied, uh, lied for us uh, along the path here? Yeah. Um, if they full-on pulled a Meep on us. It pulled a it pulled a meep on us. It pulled a meep big time. Uh, the last hell. thing of note is that it can take the dash or disengage action as a bonus action with its ability called Scrabble. No, that's that's Yahtzee. Fuck. You did a Yahtzee thing. I did yeah. a Yahtzee thing, not a Scrabble thing. A Scrabble thing. I guess you a could shake up score. the little bag with. Yeah, the letters I, I think in yeah, it. you shake up the little baggie. Yeah, I think your heart your heart was in the right place. Thank you. I appreciate it. You <laughs> did not need to make me feel justified, and you did anyway. So but- <laughs> that's a real friend right there. Get you a friend who uh, <laughs> hears you say nonsense and then has your back. <laughs> what have we been doing for five years of this show? If, if not, not this, yeah. Oh, fuck. These things suck. Oh, my I, God. <laughs> I like them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never had a thing make me tear up on the show before. I, I mean, like, if you Ugh. decontextualize it, if you take the scarsupial out of the tops of trees and, like, not think of yourself being a hapless traveler walking through the jungle waiting to have a small marsupial drop on your back and kill you, if you just, like, have it in your backyard, in your house, that seems okay. But then you're the only thing it's coming after. Unless I mean, you're you just f- letting wild hogs walking around your place. No, no, no. You feed the damn thing. And so, like, it learns that it gets its food from you Papa. and then treats you like a friend. And you just make sure you don't have any, like, high shelves or something like that. Or, um, like, an upper, a second floor balcony. Uh, well, before we, we start offering scarsupials, I'm going to let you um, be the, the, the guinea pig on whether or not... Okay you can get this thing to be chill because okay okay i don't um i don't i i feel confident i have my dice right next to me um because i recorded another path last night i can make a real world animal handling check if you would like me to go for it what do you think griff handling Uh, griff griff (laughs) my griff handling i think i've got expertise (laughs) but you and my girlfriend yeah um I I think my wisdom score is probably like a plus two. Okay. I think if wisdom is on, on my like above average stats. Okay. Um I don't think I don't know. I, I I 
usually have pretty good vibes with animals. Like, we just kind of happily coexist together. I don't know if you would consider that animal handling or not. No. Okay. So, yeah, roll plus I'll make two. An, I'll make an untrained animal yeah, handling untrained check. Yeah, untrained animal handling check. I rolled an eight. So it's a ten total or eight, six well, plus two? Well, eight, eight total. Oh, yeah. It was good knowing you, but I'll just wear, I'll just like pad up. And <laughs> yeah. The montage of you being like, Scarsupial? Hello? Yeah. And then, ah! I, do, I do think it could be very fun to like install, like a, find like a, a, a trampoline or something that these things could, could like bounce on. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, then they, they're vertical pounds. They can do it going up. Oh. Yeah, they're like cats where they're just like they're they're claws down as they fall yeah. and they bounce and then they turn a full one eighty and claws up and stick to the tree. God, I don't like them. Oh, like them. I all. think I think we're divided on Scarsupio. I think so. I as think well. we'll. I think we'll probably send this one to the like the board. Okay. Um, and see if they're what their verdict on it is going to be before we get them in stock. Okay. Okay. Oh, Scarsupials, okay. we will uh we will come back to you sometime. Hopefully not. <laughs> All right. Up All right. next. What's next? Um, we got the stained glass moth. Ooh. What I'm seeing here, yeah, it looks it's uh yeah, it's a small construct. It's just like a little robo moth. But yeah, it's uh its wings are like tastefully decorated stained glass kind of yeah looks pretty cool the afternoon's warmth cascades through the church windows to light up the narthex whatever a narthex is with brilliant hues of red blue and purple from the ornamental windows several of the beams of vibrant light flicker and then shift entirely as an entire window seems to flutter of its own accord swooping across the room nice yeah stained glass sorry go ahead a narthex is uh, an antechamber or distinct area at the western entrance of some early churches, separated off by a railing. So oh. it's like, it's like the area you go into, I think, before where like all the pews and whatnot are set up. Gotcha. Yeah. Stained glass moths are clockwork constructs created to protect places of worship. Oh. Delicate, beautiful, and designed to blend in with chapel artwork like stained glass, these moths brighten their cathedrals during the day and offer protection at night, aiding the priests in the defense of the temple. Cool. So you know what? I after like after Scarsupial, a nice change. Nice change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. There's symbols of faith. The wings of a stained glass moth are beautifully de- uh, beautiful depictions of persons or scenes specific to the faiths of the holy places they protect. And no two moths appear the same. For cool. temples and churches with more than one stained glass moth, the acolytes and young priests refer to the moths by the names of the saints, relics, or festivals their wings protect uh, depict. Though... Elder priests discourage this practice to avoid newcomers to the faith conflating scripture and temple dressing. Particularly, old stained glass moths sometimes develop quirks or personality traits based on the expected or described behaviors of their namesakes. That's fun. That's I like cool. these. I like these a lot. So yeah, it's a small contra- uh, construct, unalive, armor class of 12, 45 hit points, which is pretty beefy. Uh, especially when it's made of glass. Especially when it's made of glass. It's got a 20-foot uh, walking speed, 20-foot climb speed, 30-foot flying speed. 
Uh, strength's a 10. Dex is a 14. Con's an 18. Wow. Uh, five intelligence, 14 wisdom, 10 charisma. It's got that riz. It's got that personality. It's got that average riz. Yeah, the av- <laughs> you got the average riz. Okay. Uh, let's go with perception and stealth. Uh, vulnerable to bludgeoning and thunder damage. It's glass. That makes sense. Uh, immune to poison and psychic, and immune to charmed, exhausted, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, or poisoned. I'm assuming because it's a construct. Um, dark fish out to 60 feet. Understands common, but can't speak. Challenge rating of one. Nice. Uh, construct nature. You know, doesn't need air, food, drink, or sleep. Uh, false appearance. While the stained glass moth remains motionless against a window, wall, or ceiling, it is indistinguishable from an ordinary stained glass window or artwork. Indiscernible. Indiscernible. Um, fly it's a real by. Deep cut. Yeah. Uh, fly by. Uh, so it doesn't pr- uh, provoke opportunity attacks as it flies out of an enemy's reach. Nice. Um, immutable form because it is a construct, so it can't be uh, altered. And then it's got magic resistance, advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. This uh, is pretty beefy for uh, like a CR1 yeah. creature. Uh, it's got a multi attack, um, so it uses its blessed wings. Um, it, uh, yeah, it uses blessed wing. It then makes two wing slice or radiant wings attacks. Uh, cool. So yeah, so it's blessed wings. Sustained glass moth marks one creature it can see within thirty feet of it with holy power. If the target is a hostile creature, the next attack roll made against the creature before the start of the moth's next turn has advantage. Uh, cool. If the target is a friendly creature, it gains plus two bones to AC until the start of the moth's next turn. Nice. So, it like so it's like a, a guiding a, bolt mixed with a, a shield of faith. Sh- yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. That's really slick, actually. I like, I yeah. like that. And then it does uh, either uh, some uh, wing slice or radiant wing. So wing slice, it's plus four to hit, 1d6 plus two slashing. Um, and then the radiant wings, a rings, uh, range spell attack, plus Ooh. four to hit, and it's a d8 plus two radiant. I imagine that's like in a Legend of Zelda when you have the Master Sword and you're yeah. in full health and you get those cool like sword beam yeah. kind of things. Yeah, these that, things are pretty. These slick. things are pretty neat. I like these a lot. Yeah. Oh man, I what, think like yeah. Go ahead. If, so if you were like a patron saint, Griff, you know, like, oh, like what would a stained glass moth like in a church to you? Oh, like shit. what would like what would the wings be decorated like? Like what oh, would the shit. vibe be? Like what personality traits would like an older stained glass moth of the Church of Griffin yeah. like take on? Um I think it would be see, you're doing that thing where it's like, I'm gonna give like a an answer with I think some profundity because I like diving into myself like that. And then you're gonna come back and hit me with like and I'm going to ask you what yours is going to be. And you're going to be like, oh, a ginger ale. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say like, because I think it's a little on the nose to do like wings because of the Griffin thing. Yeah. But I think like a feather, like a singular feather. I like Because that. that could also be indicative of like a quill that you write with. Mm-hmm. And and as a, as a writing person, I think that'd be really cool. Um, that are like, that like, like a bow and arrow. Or like, uh, like the comedy tragedy masks on like either wing. That's pretty like, good. I think I think that'd be that'd be pretty cool. What about you? Oh goodness, uh, ginger ale. No, I'm kidding. Words. This is hard. I mean, probably yeah. like some dice. 
mm-hmm. like I think would be a big one. Um, probably like one of the wings would have like a little bit of like maybe like a naturey scene because like we don't mm. I don't often get to be because my wife appalls uh, hiking, but like yeah. I am a bit of a nature boy. I enjoy yeah. being out in woods and stuff. Um, Definitely. Do do do. Uh, I'm trying to think of any, any other sort of things about myself a personality trait like i think it would be like um anxiety and self-loathing <laughs> uh, self-loathing um, yeah you find the um the stained glass moth is just like very gently like bonking its head into the wall yeah and it's like yeah it's like what's wrong stained glass moth and he's like i just said something and then like i, I heard it like i heard what i said <laughs> and i'm like of course you fucking said that you idiot <laughs> yeah that's the Zach Rob way. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, just be, be just just viciously hard on yourself. So, yeah, I think that's my, what my stained glass moth would do. My stained glass moth's version of self-loathing would just to um, abandon its post. Oh, you're find, also like, self-loathing? Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I think, I think, but, like, you know, you and I have very different brands yeah. of self-loathing. Um, Mine is I believe that all people who care about me in my life are actually paid actors who don't actually like want to be around me, and, mm-hmm. but they're obligated to because they signed a contract. Gotcha. Um, and so mine would be to uh, like like find like a shadowy corner or like maybe go up in the rafters okay, and cool. abandon my stained glass duties um, and just like hide under a blanket. Nice, nice. For a while. Yeah. For 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 a while, this started very bright, and then we got real got real dark with it. Yeah, yeah. Ad break. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium home of the multiverse's largest supply of gently used genie paraphernalia you know how many times people get overwhelmed by the prospect of three wishes and just choke up halfway through what are those genies supposed to do then huh just wait nah 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 that's where i shifty mercutio come in every genie on my shelves has at least some wishes guaranteed what you don't take me shifty mercutio at my word will listen to some of my partially satisfied customers. This thing only had half a wish left. How the fuck am I supposed to use half a wish? I thought I lucked out when this shitty lamp had a full wish left in it. I wished I was rich. It legally changed my name to Richard. Zero stars. This place sucks ass. My genie won't even work with me. I wish I'd never bought this stupid lamp. Oh, now you work? Now you work. Fuck you. Piece of shit! What heartwarming words. So, if you're in the market for, or in possession of, a pre-owned or recently resold genie, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. Abrick! <laughs> Uh, I cut my hair. I was. It's weirdly short now. You did cut your hair. I did. Yeah. It's like you, you right did there. do that. Yeah. 
How do you feel? How do you feel about it? It um, it's. I mean, it's is this different. your first time like getting it cut since this is like my first time getting it cut since I grow, yeah started since my uh, since right before my wedding yeah 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 it's been a whole while yeah it's bud. nice my head feels a lot lighter mm-hmm. um which is pretty cool because you're like me and you kind you kind of have thick hair right I do I've got real thick hair that's yeah. like, anytime I've ever gotten my hair cut the first thing some the person cutting my hair says is wow you got thick you have a lot of hair I'm like yeah yeah. But yeah, I yeah, I I think I'm trying to keep it at like this length for a while because yeah. I can like I can put it up in like a couple different ways that I'm happy with. I'm keeping the like I've got a you know a couple like layers on the sides mm-hmm. kind of thing that like you I'm gonna get some keep. little strandies to kind of pull yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good for like it's weird with like gender stuff because like I've had long hair for a long time mm-hmm. being a male presenting individual. I have to find like new things to make my hair feel feminine. Yeah, like yeah, fun buns. I have fun. a fl- I have a flag now, Zach. You have a flag. I have a flag. Ellie got me a flag. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's like specifically is that? This is uh, gender fluid. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Ellie got me a flag. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't tried to see if I can do the fun buns with my hair like this, but like oh. I hope so. Cause I you can like, get little fun buns going. Get, get, some, get some will, guys. Just some, yeah, some, some, will, some, some, some will, will guys. I'm just a little guy. I saw a TikTok that was like, I think that we all need like, you know, like sick days and paid time off and things like that. But I also think we just need some like little guy days. <laughs> <laughs> Where yes. it's like, I'll come in and like, I'll sign in and do my job and whatnot. But like, I'm just going to be a little guy. <laughs> I'm just going to be a little guy. Like, this is... All right, we back? Um, we're, I think we're back. I think we're back. We had a moment for the for yeah, we're we're back. We got energy. Let's get it back up. We 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 ended up on the down on the downturn. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We do that all the time coming back. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Lion face. Ah, liberty face. Ooh. Lion face. Ah, liberty face. Ooh. There you go. All right, cool. Meanwhile, I'm just coughing and dying. It's all right. Our uh, next creature coming up, we have the Light Eater. Light Eater. Um, I, I'm hopeful for this one. I'm okay. scared, but hopeful. He, uh, it looks like, I don't know, like a, like a, like a salamander, kind of? Yeah, like a, um, like a little kind of stingray looking dude. He's got like wide, not really arms per se, but like those kind of long sort of swimming almost like hands and feet like think like fins but without anything between yeah, the like, like was it the spines of the fins kind of yeah but Kyogre had like those big like paddle the, hands yeah i mean it's like the top's got like the big paddle hands kind of yeah and then like same thing on the tail like this kind of like barbed tail um it's like a weird like purple and light blue and green and orange sort of like spottled. It's got a lot going on. Yeah. It's like someone just took a bunch of paint and kind of went blah. Um, like someone filled this thing color by numbers style. It's got two eyes on like little tiny eye stalks. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a roundish sort of lamprey ish mouth. Mm hmm. Um, and it's hanging out in front of a torch, and it seems to be just like slurping up the torch, <laughs> Kirby like it's a, style. like it's like it's a big linguini. <laughs> God, linguini <laughs> sounds really good, actually. I'm kind of hungry. 
In darkness, this slug-like aberration looks like a large lump of pitch with a few glittering white sparkles. Under the glow of light, the creature's skin glows brilliantly and prismatically. Ooh, so is it like shifty and like all the colors are like... Yeah. While they are normally found deep underground, light eaters can easily be lured to the surface following underground travelers' lights. One light eater can be distracted with a simple lit torch, but large groups can quickly devour all of a group's light sources. Uh-oh. They they eat, they enjoy light snacks. <laughs> a nice light snack. Yeah, like mid-afternoon, I can yeah. really just go for like a light snack. Yeah. Like a pretzel or something. Oh, um, that sounds good too. Fuck, I'm hungry. Oh no. <laughs> As its name suggests, light eaters consume light, including magical light, mundane firelight, or a creature's natural luminescence. Whoa. Light eaters store this consumed light within themselves and flare brilliantly when struck. Light eaters are often found at the sites of fallen stars though scholars have yet to determine the reason. Some speculate there are passengers on fallen stars coming to this world from another, while others believe the creatures are simply attracted to the heat and light given off by the star's fall. God, where were these when I was running Scarsvale? Yeah. Um, There are small aberrations on a line, so they have a 14 armor class, 26 hit points, a 10-foot ground speed, but a 40-foot fly speed, Mm -hmm. um, and they hover. Um, they have a minus one to their strength uh, and their charisma. They have a plus threes to their wisdom and their constitution, a plus two to their dexterity, and a minus three to their intelligence. Um, they have proficiencies in perception and stealth. They are immune to fire and radiant damage and immune to the prone condition. They have a 120-foot blind sight, and are blind beyond this radius. Then why they got eyes? Maybe, I don't know. Man. Man. Uh, and they are, they are a CR one-half creature. While the light eater remains motionless in dim light or darkness, it is indistinguishable from a normal rock. I got a just rock. A, just a little guy. He's just a little guy. Uh, light absorption. When the light eater starts its turn within five feet of a source of light... The light is reduced uh, while the light eater remains within 100 feet of the light source. Bright light becomes dim light, and dim light becomes darkness. If a light eater reduces a light source's light to darkness, the light eater sheds multicolored bright light in a 20-foot radius and dim light for an additional 20 feet for one hour, and the light source is extinguished if it is non-magical flame or dispelled as if it were created by a spell of second level or lower. Hmm. Huh. So it can eat a light spell. It can eat like a produced flame. Um, it can't eat like a daylight, I don't think. Because it's a that's a third level. Yeah. But, like it could eat like a drift globe. Yeah. Just gnaw that drift globe up. And it's just a, gro- a globe then. Yeah. It could eat like a moon touched rapier. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Take the take the light right off that thing. <laughs> Oh, like flame tongue sword? Oh fuck! Yeah, I mean it wouldn't eat the whole sword, obviously. Then it'd it just be the a light. tongue. Then it'd just be a tongue sword. Oh. 
Um, they also have a light sense ability. The light eater can pinpoint the location of any source of light within 100 feet of it and can sense the general direction of any source of light within one mile of it. Uh, they have a tentacle attack, which is a plus four to hit, a melee attack, and it deals 1d6 plus two bludgeoning damage. As they just kind of bap you. And then uh, they have a reaction called Emergency Flare, uh, which recharges on a short or long rest. When the Light Eater takes damage, it can emit a brilliant flash of light. Each creature within 30 feet of the Light Eater must succeed on a DC-12 Constitution saving throw or be blinded for one minute. Huh. A blinded creature can repeat the save at the end of its turns, ending the effect on success. Nice. And... As a uh, cobalt press is so uh, often want to do with uh, little creatures like this, they can serve as familiars as well. Fine. Um, if the uh, if the light eater uh, forms a that's a familiar bond with a spellcaster, they get that telepathic thing. They can sense each other as long as they're in one mile of each other. And if the light eater is within ten feet of their companion, the companion gains resistance to radiant damage. And then the light eater can choose to end its service, um, kind of whenever it wants. It's like a, it's an at will employment. <laughs> oh no, I found that very very funny. But it's me as the employer saying I'm gonna quit whenever I want to. Yeah. So yeah, these guys are kind of cool. They're pretty neat. They're a little unsettling to look at at first glance, but yeah. I think like I've I think used I would, to them. I would warm up to it kind of quickly. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because all they want to do is just kind of munch on light. Yeah, yeah. People can be like, "What's that?" It's like, "Oh, it's just my pet rock." <laughs> you keep it in your pocket where it's dim light in there. Yeah, yeah. Or in your bag. And then you just occasionally like have to like feed it like a laser pointer or something. Yeah, just, you know, make these things light. would go hard chasing the laser pointer. Oh, big time! Because then they get the laser and they eat it. Yeah, they they uh, talking about a, a big linguini. They'd get the end of the laser pointer, and then they'd just up the entire All laser the way up to your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I I like these things. I think they'd make pretty good pets. Honestly. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, you know I, what? Good pet. I think feeding them would be a little difficult because, like, you know i i need I need light to work by. I can't see in the dark. You know. I need my monitors to have light and my TV and stuff if I want to play video games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't eat the TV light. You can't eat my computer light. You can't eat my keyboard light. You yeah. need, like, buy, like, f- like little tiny flashlights or something to, like, get yeah, this little, thing. little tea lights. Yeah, there you go. I did just buy a pack of those on Amazon for, like, six bucks for, like, 30 tea lights. So there you go. That's not bad. You get a thing of road flares. <laughs> as like a, as like a special treat yeah yeah it, it sits there and it's like ha, 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 ha. and you're like you want a road flare oh you want a road flare yeah what's the most <laughs> exquisite light like what's the what's the treatiest light that we could you Ooh. can give a light eater what's the most like Definitely not luxurious LED. nah leds kind of kind of mid anymore yeah um, i mean very bright sure but it's just yeah it's just it's you want warmth you want a warm looking light yeah you can get those like accent lights that they put against walls and like uh, yeah. you know those little box lights yeah it's like um that whatever that thing bo burnham was using in the inside thing uh uh special when it was mm-hmm. just like a little square but it was really bright. oh yeah and he just like 
Just toss one. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, That or like an old like Parkan theater light. Yeah, they'd go. They'd go real. That's a feast. Yeah, that's that's heat and light, baby. Those things get hot. Do you think the light eaters have like a preferred color of lights? Like 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 certain like wavelengths of light. Do you have to put, yeah, others? you have to have a lot of gels on hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause LEDs would be great for that. Though. Well, yeah, here's, yeah, that's the question. It's like, you know, like, uh, can they take like to texture light? Like, do you slide a couple gobos in there? Like, <laughs> give it, like a <laughs> to cool, make it uh, do like a cool, like lattice pattern. Uh, you know, yeah. To, to add some texture to it for them. That's really funny. <laughs> Get some yeah. crunchy light. You get some like smooth light. Yeah, I don't know what the mechanics of a light based diet is. <laughs> That's why this thing's an aberration because it's works on ways that we cannot comprehend. Yeah. I think with those long fingies, it kind of gives like decent hugs. Oh yeah, it's just like yeah, you're like get, oh, thanks, buddy. I like them. I think they're pretty cool. I'm a big. I'm a fan. I, it's funny that we're I've, digging on the aberration more than the horrifying beast from earlier. Yeah. Nature's scary. Nature's scary sometimes. These things just like saw a star in the sky and were like, I want it. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that or they were on the star and they were like, let's go. Yeah. It's like it was really it was it was like um, like an astral restaurant that they yeah. were all at. They're um, just nomin and then it crashed. And they didn't, even, they didn't even realize it was moving. It's no. going so fast, you know? Yeah. Crazy. And then it crashed, and there was, like, one survivor. And it was like, oh, my God. Well, they, yeah, they hit the atmosphere, and there was lots of light and heat, and it was really great. <laughs> it was like a like, smorgasbord. And then it came to an abrupt halt. Yeah. Passing through the atmosphere Weird. is the equivalent of someone in the bar going, like, I'm buying shots for everyone! Yeah! This guy uh, rules. This guy, fucking atmosphere fucking rules, bro. <laughs> atmosphere is like a really good name for like a like a modern day bar, like oh, club. Yeah. It's atmosphere. Yeah. And the uh, the, yeah, we're, the, uh, the we're regulars. Going to atmosphere later. Like, hey, hey, am I going to see you at Atmo later? Nice. Mm. Yeah. Hell yeah, light eaters. I'm a fan. I like them. I like them. Good, good pet. Good pet. You know what? Good fucking pet. I'd say like a solid like seven out of ten. Oh yeah, big time. Seven point five. Yeah, it's a, you definitely gotta get used to the look of the thing, but. Mm-hmm. But like, is that always right. a bad thing? No. Nah. People people all the time have weird looking dogs. There's literally like a like a world's ugliest cat competition. Yeah, whatever know? that one like, that looks like a big rat. That's like yeah. wiry hair, and it's just like. <laughs> Ah. People have people have some real busted animals, yeah. so like, join the club. Yeah, man. Shall All we right. go to our last one? Last one. This one's real good, you guys. This one's called the Barnyard Dragonette. Oh boy. So, as as I think we all remember the um, what was it? The Keyhole Dragonette. Keyhole Dragonette. Yeah, that one was. Yeah. that was baller. Little lockpick dragon. Yeah, that one's great. great. Yeah, it's got it's like it's standing on its hind legs. You know, it's got like a you know, it's just like a little dragon guy. His head, like it's not very long. Like it's pretty like short. It's got like a really mm. big lower jaw. Yeah, you know, eyes on the side of the head, and yeah, he's just the got, upper like, part of its mouth kind of looks like a beak, but yeah, yeah, it's got that like wide lower jaw that yeah. looks kind of like a um 
like a like a snowplow. Kinda, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's just got his little arms sort of up like a cute little puppy, and it's just kind of hanging. Uh, this reptile st- uh, stares into the distance for a moment, balanced on its powerful hind legs and tail, before dropping back down onto all fours. Its short snout and oversized lower jaw give it a pugnacious appearance yeah. that is reinforced by its rolling gait. What's pugnacious? pugnacious. Uh, eager or quick to argue, quarrel, or fight. Yeah, what, you got a problem? You got a problem? You got a problem? Debate me on anything. Uh, barnyard dragonettes are friendly and social lesser dragons with a fondness for pranks. Yeah. They primarily eat mushrooms, though they can subsist on scraps from the slops trough without any complaint. Uh, the dragons uh, bury their eggs in animal manure to gestate, and mated oh. pairs have found the easiest way to gain access to a manure pile is to choose a farmstead and make a deal with the farmers working it. Oh, shit. Are they, like, smart? Uh, they can speak common and draconic. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> I just thought it was just a little dragon guy. This is like a full-on person. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... Still, still just a little guy. This is still just a little guy. Uh, most often, they trade pest and predator killing services for their stinking reward. <laughs> so, they roll up a... a, a a boy dragonette, a barnyard dragonette, and a girl dragonette holding hands walk up to a farmstead and knock on the front door, and they go, hey, there's a lot of critters around here probably giving you trouble. We'll take them out for you if you give us some shit. If you let us put our eggs in your animal shit. That sound like a good deal to you? And the farmer is wondering, is like, did I smoke that big of a bowl this morning or what? But like, yeah, sure, you got a deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they go to the barnyard. Uh, I did not see that coming. Um, I love them. You got uh, coyote hunters. <laughs> barnyard dragonettes oh. despise canines. And the chore they most relish is the stalking and killing of wolves, coyotes, and foxes that threaten their farm. Holy a pair, shit. A, a pair of the house cat-sized dragons can make short work of most predatory canines, while no. larger family units or groups comprised of dragonettes residing at multiple closely located farms will work together to destroy or chase off packs of larger predators, such as wargs. Holy shit. Ah, these guys are cool. The dragonettes are less antagonistic to farmyard dogs and develop a grudging s- fondness for them over time. I'm I'm glad that they included that because I was I you you gotta have the farmyard dog around. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, prankster oh, dragon, scooter again. Oh, whatever. I whatever. guess he's okay. I guess he's all right. Oh, clam, get off it. You know you love that damn dog. I I don't want to hear it right now. He's coming. <laughs> and the dog's uh, just like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> get just go, just go. <laughs> Yeah, they can communicate with beasts if they have a, uh, 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 as if they shared a language. It says there they have a speaking beast. Oh, beasts. that's so they can talk means, to the dog. <laughs> when it means they can also talk shit to the coyotes that they're uh, they're right. hunting. <laughs> that's right, motherfucker! You shouldn't have stepped in our farm. <laughs> uh, barnyard dragonettes love to play pranks on each other and other creatures. Their favorite trick is to take a largely used item, such as a shovel or hatchet and move it away from its normal resting place, forcing the user to hunt it down. 
That's not a prank. That's just making things inconvenient. Hey, he thinks it's a prank. You know, like, right, now, where like, is my pitchfork? I know I put it here. Like, I know <laughs> I left it here a minute ago. Oh, no, I haven't seen it anywhere. Man, do you mind helping me look for it? Oh, sure thing. Oh, there it is. I found it. Damn, I did not hide it well enough. <laughs> yeah, great prank, Clem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a tiny dragon. Neutral alignment. Armor class of 13, 18 hit points, 30 foot movement speed. Uh, strengths of 14, dex is 12, cons 15, intelligence is 8. So, like, pretty smart, but, like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 13 whiz, 13 chariz. Oh. Wiz and Chariz. Wiz and Chariz. Both 13. Pretty good. Uh, go with Perception and Stealth. Dark Vision out to 60 feet. Speaks uh, Common and Draconic. I want to hear uh, Clem with the Southern accent speak Draconic. Yeah. Like Fusroda. That's pretty good. It's got Keen Smell. The Barnyard Dragonet has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on spell. It's got that speak with beasts, so yeah, can communicate with beasts as if they shared a language, which I yeah I think is very funny. That is good. yeah, like it's walking. You know, it's there's the moment like the the uh, shot of like the you know Clem the Barnyard Dragonet as he's walking through the farm, and like the sheep's like, oh, there goes Clem. He's like, what you talking about, Marie? I heard that. <laughs> Don't act like I didn't. Yeah, you know, like sitting there, like giving people like the finger guns. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm big shit. I'm in charge of y'all. I'm big shit, and I like big shit, and I like big shit, and um, I take big shit. It's got melee attacks. Um, it's a plus four to hit, one d four plus two piercing, and if the target is small or smaller, uh, must succeed on a DC strength save or be grappled. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's got scale rake. One creature grappled by the dragonette must make a DC 12 strength saving throw, uh, taking uh, 5 or 2d4 slashing damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Uh, okay. And then okay. it's got a gritty breath. Oh, no. Yeah, it's from you know, all the, the chewing tobacco. Uh, yeah. The dragonette exhales a cloud of sting dust uh, in a 15-foot cone. Each creature in the area must make a DC 12 con save or be blinded for a minute. Blinded creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Um, and then, yeah, there's also a section about it being a familiar oh, here. I didn't even see that. Yeah, the Barnyard awesome. Dragonette's social nature and natural curiosity leads some of them to serve spellcasters. Such dragonettes have the following trait. Um, so, yeah, usual stuff. Um, well, two are bonded. They can sense what the, uh, the dragonette senses as long as they're within a mile of each other. Um, uh, while the dragonette is within 10 feet of its companion, the companion shares the dragon. Oh, the dragonettes speak with beasts trait. Nice. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. I like that. You yeah, know what? Wingman, when you're talking to animals. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. Hey, this guy's pretty cool. You should fucking listen to what he says. I'm telling you. <laughs> and they got that plus one charisma. They do. So. They got that that Kariz. They're there to just uh just you know talk you up and and be your wingman. Yeah. The the scale rake thing, they've got someone grappled, they're just like rubbing their like sharp scales. Yeah, against I think it's just someone. yeah, their, their scales are a little abrasive and yeah, they're like Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, like giving you like a you know the, the, the twisty arm burn thing. The washboard treatment. Yeah. <laughs> 
they're laughing. I can imagine these things. <laughs> they're real. They're real punks about it. Yeah, I, I can imagine them doing that on like you know the edges of like like support beams and oh, things yeah, like that. Yeah, like scratching see, posts. Yeah, you for see cats like the four by four. There's like a big chunk, like <laughs> fucking sanded yeah. off of it. Exactly. They're rubbing their You're scales like, Clem, down. What the fuck happened? What are you talking I'm, about? What are you talking about? I just I gotta keep him I gotta keep him sharp, keep him fresh. I don't know what you mean. I didn't do fucking shit. The ladies like it, <laughs> and 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 the, and the boys too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm non-discriminate. <laughs> Clem the barnyard dragonette just, bisexual icon. Just waiting to meet my mated pair. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to get flirty and dirty. Let's do this. Oh, Clem. Dude, Clem's the best. I fucking love Clem. Bisexual poly icon. <laughs> yes. I was really worried about the gritty breath for a second because I thought it would hit you with it and then would make you do the gritty. Oh, the, the, he's really gritting on the barnyard. Yeah. <laughs> now we have to cancel the entire podcast. Zach, well, it's a good thing words. that we're essentially done. But no, 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 you don't understand. I have to go back and delete every previous episode. The, the no! show is going to be jettisoned into the sun. Don't do that. Okay. We've worked for, at this point, like five long years on this. Yeah. You know what? I think we may have missed an anniversary, Zach. Did we? I think we may have missed an anniversary. That would not surprise me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we we, we absolutely did. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. TSS is this tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. yeah, our first episode of the show was uh, November thirteenth, twenty eighteen. Surprise anniversary, everybody! Yeah, that's what. That is, Honestly, is a, that five years or six years? That's five. Five years. That's five years, Zach. Man. Well, a good episode to be a surprise anniversary episode. I agree. We have our we had the scaresupials were a little rough to start with, yeah. but like stained glass moth, light eater, barnyard dragonette, all pretty good pals. Primo. Now, now, primo. I, yeah, I don't think the barnyard dragonette is a pet per se, but definitely like, you know, a, a friend, uh, you know, a, a compatriot that you keep around on your farm, you strike a deal with, and you guys look after each other. A little pally wow. Yeah, it's like yeah, we got a we got a dragonette up in the barn house. He takes care of things. Yeah, he he takes care of us real good. So you know, we do yeah. our best to take care of him as well. All he asks for in return is some shit every now and then. And That's right. Keep this shit coming. That sure is shit. <laughs> what the fuck are you laughing about? You know what I mean. <laughs> we got we got it. We got to end the bit. Ugh. I'm dying. You're dying, and that's uh, we'll, we'll 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 wrap up so you can continue dying there, Griff. Yep. Ooh. Um. But yeah, that's another itty bitty, boys. It's been a yeah. bit since we've been both itty and bitty. It's been a bitty. I've been a bitty since the gritty. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling a little shitty. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a bit that we are definitely committee to. Mm-hmm. Ah, I hurt my titty. (laughs) Hey, if it helps, I feel pity. I got something. My my head also kind of hurts because I got there's a there's a big zitty up there. Oh man, yeah, 
There's a lot to consider. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. I was going to have a city on a chair. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, and yeah. move to the city. We move to the city. All right. Um, yeah, that's an episode. Uh, that's an episode. It's been a surprise anniversary episode. Surprise hey. anniversary. I think technically, like, almost, yeah, it should have been last time. But It should have been last time. But it should have been last time. Surprise, here we are. delayed univer- uh, university anniversary. Jesus university Christ. episode. College. <laughs> We've graduated college. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, if you like the show, there's all the, the things that Griffin's going to tell you about in the outro, probably. Yep. Um, yep. You know, we got a Patreon. We got a we got a merch store. Check them all out. Pretty rad. I am eager to uh, explore some new content after how fun our Hollow Knight episode was last episode. Mm. So if you have some like video games out there that you think have cool creatures that we should talk about, if there's a book series you really like, a TV series you really like, a comic book, let us know. Maybe tell us where like the best ones to 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 talk about. Uh, hit us up on our Discord, which you can join by uh, becoming a patron at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia. It's only two bucks a month. And then we'll do it, probably. Probably. Probably eventually. Probably eventually, you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, that's about it. You know, I've been, uh, been Zach. I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. And shit, bring it to me. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to episode 124 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, JJ and Veronica, Carlin, and Elliot for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on The Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also a part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, be sure to look after the itty bitty boys in your life. They're having a rough time. They're just a little guy. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.